Promo Insiders, an ASI media podcast that covers the topics that matter most to the promotional products industry. I'm CJ Mitica, Editor-in-Chief of ASI Media, and today we're discussing ASI's 2022 Ad Impression Study. I'm joined by Nate Kuzma, ASI's Research Director, to take a sneak peek at our highly anticipated report and reveal some key findings, including which promo products are the most influential among Nate, thank you for joining us today. My pleasure. Oh, <laughs> oh, always happy to. Always happy to. He says with a just a hint of sarcasm. So, um, <laughs> um, Nate. So we can we can um, agree unequivocally that February is the worst month, um, and we could spend our whole podcast ta- talking talking about it. Maybe he agrees. Maybe he doesn't. Yo, no, no. You know I agree. I post regularly. <laughs> uh, February is by far the worst month of the year. Yeah, and and, and after Sunday. It, it is it locks itself in as the worst month of the year because there's nothing yes to do yes so, so they pushed the Super Bowl back one week so that that's their, that's their only so that's the only silver lining it, what used to be our only silver lining in February but we have some we have something better the release of the ASI ad impression study it actually releases tomorrow mm-hmm. uh, find it on it'll be all, all over our, our website but the the specific URL will be asicentral.com slash study. Um, and for, we're here today to give a, a sneak peek of the ad impressions, talk about it, what it is, and go and go over over some 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 key findings uh, of it and give you give our readers and viewers and listeners a first look at it. So Nate, um, you know this, this study is uh, you know highly anticipated among our among our members. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are there are some people who might not know about or know, or know what it is. So can can can, can you tell, tell people you know what is the ad impression study and and how can can they use it for their yeah. For their so, so the ad impression study has been around for a while now. It's been around for over a decade in various forms, right? Um, but the purpose of the study initially was to put together a benchmark of promotional products vis-a-vis other advertising medium to show how effective some may be or wouldn't be, right? So that's that's the first thing. Um, I'm getting feedback, by the way, just so we're clear on this a little bit on my end. So. It sounds only a little bit. I think I think we're fine for you to keep okay. going. So that's the purpose of it. And what we want to do is we want to show how valuable promotional products were relative to other types of advertising that consumers could choose from, whether it was magazine advertising, newspaper advertising, digital advertising, such as Google or Facebook. We were trying to do that. And what we've shown over the course of the study, and I've been running the study since 2014, is that the overall power of promotional products amongst consumers is second to none. It's It, it, it has the best cost per impression. Um, it has by far the highest recall um, across all advertising medium, which is in excess of 80% mm-hmm. uh, when you give a promotional product to somebody. And it also has, and what, we, what we're really talking about in terms of this year is in terms of the... 22 study on a state-by-state basis was which types of promotional products have the greatest effect on a consumer's willingness to do business with the advertiser that gave them that product. And, you know, that's really what we're looking for here. When you look about, you know, advertising can be used for various different things, but the main thing that it's going to be used for ultimately is will they do more business with me? Right. That's what we measured. And we measured it across all 50 states this year. And what we were trying to determine was within all 50 states, what are the top products that advertisers and distributors, you know, 
obviously as well, should be pushing to their clients to give away to consumers to really impact their overall perceptions. And, you know, the great thing is there really are differences by state, right? Is there a national average? For sure, right? But are there differences by state? In some states, are you going to give away drinkware? In some states, are you going to give away performance wear? Some states, are you going to give away pens, right? The almighty pen in our world, right? But yeah, the answer is yes. And it's very broken, and it's broken down by state. And we surveyed a little bit over 40,000 uh, people this year as part of this study um, using the Google Consumer Surveys tool. So this is a wide variety of um, the population that we surveyed. Over the course of the study, and we have other data that is available and will be available on the market research page, which we're currently doing to make this data as accessible as possible. We've surveyed well over a third of a million people over the last 10 years for this research. So it's a really, really big effort that we take very seriously. So just a reminder uh, for our viewers and listeners, since we're doing this on Facebook Live, if you've got a question or comment, feel free to post it. Again, we'll be getting some of the data later, which you may have questions about. We're not showing the whole whole thing. We're just going to show a few key insights. Um, but again, if you have if you have a comment or question you want to post it, we'll be happy to, to talk about it. Um, so Nate, um, so we've, you know, we, we're looking at these promotional products and what, what's effective for the consumer to do to do business. Um, how can you know, how can people use that? So just talking about generally, how can distributors and suppliers use that information that, to help help them when they're making decisions for their business? Sure. I mean the first the first point is to target your advertising and target your messaging, right? When you so when you're going in there, let's say I'm a let's say let's start off with the distributors first, right? When I'm if I'm a distributor and I'm going to meet with a client, I can say, well, I recommend these three products, or I recommend these, you know, pick the best out of these three products or these six products, right? It's pretty, pretty basic, right? But all you have really that you're giving in there is your opinion, right? You can have your opinion about what's worked in the past, that's valuable, but now you're actually bringing in an outside resource, an outside thing where you can say, listen, here's what I recommend and here's why I recommend it. And all of a sudden that'll, you know, perk your client's ears up a little bit, especially if you all of a sudden, let's say you're doing a cross state promotion, right? Like we live right on, I, mean, I live right on the border, literally three miles away from Pennsylvania. And depending on where you are, there's going to be different products that you may want to push, depending on if you're doing stuff down in Philly or stuff in, you know, North Jersey or stuff in New York. It, it's going to be different. And we actually, in, in past years, we've actually looked at differences even by urban, rural, and suburban um, consumers as well. Um, so you would go in there and you would go in there with these data and these, the, the graphics that we have nowadays are readily available that you can just download them individually. You can copy them into a PowerPoint you can post them on social, but you can actually say, here's what I'm recommending. Here's why I'm recommending it. You know, it's, it's funny. The perception I think is always that it's going to be the most expensive product, right? It's always yeah. going to be out of where it's always going to be the $40, you know, performance polo sometimes, right? For the first product. But then what you see is there's often a big, you know, uh, gradation from the top product down to the, you know, fifth product. Now we measured 13 different products. So there's a lot, you know, so when, when we show top five, it's not like we only did five, you know, we didn't do worst to worst. When you're looking at the top, when you're looking at the top five products, those are the top five and they're the top five amongst 13. So mm -hmm. you're making, you're making a very, very strong recommendation about why that is. Yeah, um, I, you'll, and when we dive into some of the data later, you can we, you'll you'll see some of that in action. And I do like the fact that 
it's not it's not just the most expensive products. Uh, but you know, yeah. you bring that up, Nate. I think um, we want to touch on some something just to make make it clear. Um, so we have the ad impression study, which measures the most influential promo products. We also have our monthly ESP data, and we actually all, we've been also doing quarter, quarterly ESP data that tr tracks um, which products get the most searches in ESP. So. But what's the difference between what the ad impression study is measuring versus what the ESP data is showing? Well, the first, I mean, there's, 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 there, I mean, they're, they're two different data sources, right? I mean, let, let's just throw that out there. They are literally two different data sources. So the, the ad impressions is only amongst consumers, right? And that's the first thing you remember. The second one is amongst distributors. And very often what you see is that distributors are looking sometimes very much point in time. Yeah. Right? So, so in other words, give an example here. One of the products that we always see rise up in terms of importance in the you know late summer, early fall is Halloween items, just as an example, right? You're not going to have Halloween items come up. We didn't measure that. It's a very different study. Um, another thing you might have, though, is like pens. Let's use that as a, as a specific example. Pens is often the most searched for item in ESP, especially now that we're sort of post-main pandemic phase, right? talking about masks and everything else that went along with that. But the thing is when people are searching for pens and it can be, a, it is often a very, very high search term. It, it's, it's, it's very specific search term, right? That's what people are putting in. It's just general. They just need in pens. They don't put in a lot of like differentiation. So that is the leading search term is going to be pushed up to the top. But in terms of like things like drinker, which is also a top item, there's a lot of different variation for what people are searching for in terms of drinkware. They may be searching for aluminum water bottles. They may be searching for, you know, uh, plastic water bottles. They may be searching for, you know, the uh, Yeti water, Yeti, Yeti drinkware. So they may be searching for a lot of different things. And that's why you kind of see that little bit of a, um, it's really a disconnect. It's just a different, it's just a different data source. Okay, that makes sense. And I think it's also important to note the difference between what's most in demand and what's most influential. Um, and I guess this, this analogy that, that I would draw, um, you know, if I wanted to get a, a small gift for my wife, you know, I might buy, my, I might buy her just, uh, I might just buy her flowers, right? Just, just run to the store and get, get her flowers. Not, nothing, nothing super expensive. I'll spend, you know, 10, $12 and get her a nice bouquet of flowers. But if it's for her birthday and I want to, you know, really, really impress her, I'll get, a, get a, di a diamond necklace, right? Something, something expensive, something that, something that, that really, really wows her. And so you think about the differences that that way. Um, if you take writing instruments, which are the most pop, you know, the, the been the, at the top of our research for many months now, um, you know, you, it's not, it's very rare that you receive you see a pen and be floored by it, but that's a popular product that people that people need on a regular basis and, and that's why searches for them are, are so high compared to something like outerwear mm -hmm. where it's a more expensive item and you won't and you probably you don't get it as often but when you do get it you know it's something very impressive and very uh the high perceived value and long and long lasting so it, it really it really leaves leaves an impression an impression but not everybody's going to buy outerwear because it, it's expensive. It, they don't, people, a lot of buyers don't. And you have to find it in stock right now. Let's be clear about that. <laughs> so, um, so that, so I think that it's a key thing to remember we're, when we're putting out all these different, um, you know, the, all these different lists and data. You know, what what are what are we measuring for? They they, they 
innately showed effectiveness of a product in different ways, but it's it's more of like it's more in terms of um, in the ad impression study, what's influencing a buyer versus ESP data, what are distributors searching searching for? Because those are the things they they're, that they're they're pushing to their their clients. Sure. So yeah. Yep. So um, so it's wouldn't be a party. It's certainly not a data party without some without some powerpoints. So. <laughs> Um, we we got we have we do have some charts here. I apologize. I wish this was bigger, but the the F Facebook powers that be wouldn't would, would had to group us into vertical windows to show this. Um, but no, no no big deal. We're going to go over some of this this, this data, um, and, and these charts are, are aren't super detailed anyway. Um, so we're going to start with the the very first one, and this is the most influential products in the United States. The five most influential products. I'll, I'll read them off here. So for our audio listeners, so they can they can get a sense. Number one, outerwear. Two, performance wear. Three, masks. Four, health and safety. Five, polos. So Nate, what what can what can we learn from this? It's apparel heavy, right? For sure, right? Like it's it, it, apparel. Um, you know, is you know apparel makes makes up. Uh, give or take about 40% of the overall promotional products industry, right? Um, and it's, you know, while it was with, in terms, well, it's obviously variation between all different types of apparel. And, I'm, and I know that our distributors out there and the suppliers out there can go into great detail about all of the different variations. Um, the reality is there's a lot more hard good. When you actually start looking at all the different hard goods out there, like compared, you know, when you look at ESP, how many hard goods are on ESP? Mm -hmm. It's massive compared to the amount of apparel. But in terms of what consumers are actually really resonates with them, it is apparel products. Um, and it's, you know, in, in the past, it, we've seen t-shirts kind of pop up there as well. And in some of the states, you'll also see t-shirts as the number one or two item as well. And that's what you that's what you kind of see. But, you know, let's be here, clear, like in consumers' minds, they have an implicit value that they put with any product that they get. Sometimes it's going to be performance wear. Sometimes it's going to be um, outerwear. Sometimes it's going to be all of those. So that's what they're kind of putting in their minds as saying, okay, well, if I get a fleece, right, um, or I get a rain jacket, it has a higher perceived value to them because they actually might not have an idea what it costs, right, or at least a perception of what it costs. Yes. That's kind of where you get to here. It's not that they don't value the other products. I mean, let's be clear, masks um, were shocking that that was number three that that was number three, but mm -hmm. it was. Now is that gonna, you know, but you wanna talk about a product that's going to be differentiated greatly by the state that you live in, that's one of them, <laughs> right? And, you know, but it's also using a little bit of, a little bit of common sense here. Obviously, if all of a sudden mask mandates go away next next week, which God, I hope they would one day, um, you would see the overall value of those to the consumer decrease. And this data was collected throughout 2021. So this is not just a point in time. This was collected over over about a ten month period. Yeah. Um. So it, and and we do that basically so that we're not just dealing with because if we would have done this all, you know, in a one month period, God knows it would have, it could have been skewed greatly. You would have had mass number one and everything else four, five, and six, right? Um. So that's sort of what you see. But it, you know that that's just a way to use the data. It's to think about how you know where, where you're selling your products because it's not a one size fits all proposition very often. All right, let's move on to the, the next slide here. So we did it on a geographic basis, but we also did some demographic um, segmenting. We did it by age group, and we also did it by gender. So 
this, this is interesting side by side. These are the five most influential pr promo products among men and among women. So mm -hmm. N, um, outerwear, performance wear, polos, masks, and writing instruments, women, outerwear, health and safety, performance wear, bags, masks. So out of the five for each group, there's three that, that are, that are share, shared here. Um, you know, I, I think, um, I think people, well, if they're specifically, if they're doing something that's, uh, gender targeted, or, you know, we'll, we'll want to like go very, very niche and, 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 and try to try to differentiate, right. Something that will just appeal to women and just appeal to men. And I'm not saying that there's not going to be products in those shared categories that don't have that different appeal, but you know, to me, what jumped out to me is that there's a lot of shared universal appeal when it comes to these products. No, sure, sure, there is, right? But you know, and, and there's going to be, you know, everybody's everybody's a consumer, right? Everybody likes what they like. Um, but I, I do think that there's differences here, and you know, one, one thing that I was, you know, surprised with um, was that writing instruments pop so high for men. Um, yeah. You know, we we haven't really we've done this. We 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 did this study last with this exact format. I want to say about five years ago. And there's been some changes in overall perceptions of um, promotional products in different types. So to see pens pop up that high was a little bit surprising for men. Yeah. Um, for women, big increase in overall in the health and safety products. That never used to be nearly as big as it was. Obviously, there's, there's a lot that's changed since 2016 when we last did this. So that's one of the things. Bags, though, is one thing that's been very consistent. Um, the overall value and uh, perceived uh, influence on purchasing behavior or promotional bags amongst women has always been greater than men, and it's and it held, and it holds true now. Yeah, and look, it, it it makes sense. Like if you if you want to set aside the stereotype that only women do the, sh the shopping, which we which we know is not true, the, there's just the fact that in everyday life, you know, when women women tend to tend to carry bags more. Like I used to carry um a work bag every day but working from home i don't do that but that's the only situation where i would have a bag on me was what was was for work and i think for women it's just a bigger part of their everyday lifestyle versus versus men so that makes sense mm -hmm. um and i would ca again caution um our our members and our our viewers that again just because outerwear is number one for 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 both for both men and women and they share performance wear like uh, you know, do your do your research, do your due diligence. That doesn't mean that they're going to wear the same jacket, the same shirt. You know, find find out the you know find out the styles for your audience. Who who are you selling it to? And even even among men, we know you know groups of men, group group of women. They're not not the same based on age, based on audience, um, where, where they work. That those are all those are all questions that you need to dig into to find the specific. You know, that's best for your potential uh, end user. Yeah, and obviously, you know, this is also dependent very much on like what what is the purpose of it? Like, where, what are you doing with it? Right? If you're giving away products to your, if you're if you're working with a client um, who wants to give away products that would be valued by their employees, right? Mm -hmm. I, I would say outerwear is pretty pretty key for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you're probably dealing with if you as long as you're not dealing with a fifty thousand person company, right? Um, but if you are, good work. Mm -hmm. But if, not and you're dealing with you know a thousand people, five hundred people, three hundred people. Then all of a sudden, giving away outerwear to the to to the employees so that they can feel a part of your brand more so and then advertise your brand as it goes through. That's probably a good way to look at it, and that's something that you could probably pitch to your clients. If you're going to if you're going to CES, right, and you're going to have ten thousand people visiting your booth, 
Maybe not, <laughs> right? Maybe, 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 unless you're going to do it in 24 and you place your order today, maybe not. Maybe, maybe that's where you're going to look at some of the other items. And, you know, depending on what, you know, and, uh, and like for trade shows, they're going to have, if you talk to the trade show organizers, they'll have a general breakup of what is the overall demographic breakdown. So that's where you would want to you dig into this data a little bit more and really tailor your offerings. You know, to make, you know, obviously you want to do what's most effective, but you also want to do what makes the most financial sense from an ROI perspective as well. Mm -hmm. Definitely. All right, let's move on to our next slide. So we, we mentioned, Nate mentioned in the beginning, we, we broke this out um, for states and for, for regions. So that overall US information is interesting, but I think we, where you really want to drill down deeper for your state. And just as an example, we have the five most influential promo products for consumers in the Southeast. Um, number one is outerwear two performance wear three health and safety four masks and five is a tie between t-shirts and polo shirts the mm -hmm. the thing that's interesting to me nate is that um people are going to look at this and say um how can outerwear be number one like it's it, it's warm in the south and no one no one wear, wears jackets but uh obviously that's not true well it's not i mean i mean it, never never mind it it's it's still a perceived value right and people sure. wear I mean, you know unless you're down in the keys right or really south florida you, you own some outerwear but it, you know i remember when we did this study a couple of years the first time we did this and outerwear popped up as the number one most popular item i believe it was in arizona mm -hmm. right but yes yeah arizona but because let's be let's be honest here what happens well it, in some of these places, it might not get bone crushing cold where it hurts your face like it does in the Northeast, right? But it still gets cold and people may not have that much and they still value it. If it's a high quality, well-made product, people know it. And you know, some, and there's been a lot, there's been a few types of categories, promotional, category, promotional products categories, where you've had a lot of movement over the last several years in terms of higher end brands and higher quality products coming in. And for sure, that has been in the outerwear category, right? It, it absolutely has been. And, you know, it, it goes to show when you actually look at this as well, um, you know, when you see T-shirts all of a sudden, you know, by far the biggest category of promotional products that we've had for the better part of the last decade at least, mm -hmm. right? That's the number one promotional product. And, you know, there are, we could probably come up with some calculation that says there's 10 billion T-shirts wandering around America at any given time, right? Um, still to see that in the top five, and that's a much lower cost item than would be performance wear or outerwear. That goes to show you how, you know, the staying power of that and how important that is. So that, that's kind of what I would say. So even though it may not logically seem like, you know, you think of the South, you think of outerwear, well, the, the Southeast region is pretty damn big. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, it's true. We're talking, we're talking about big regions. Um, and, and remember that these product categories are very broad. So outerwear is not just you know, heavy duty, $100, $200 winter jackets. There's a whole range of fleece and light and lightweight, you know, light, lightweight, um, outer, you know, outerwear options. Sure. And those things are in demand almost, you know, made like nine, 10 months out of the year for a lot of, a lot of, a lot of states, you know, it doesn't mean you have, you have to be in the, in the dead of winter and uh, up in, up in New, New England. And so, you know, I, th I think this is valuable inf information because obviously you know which products are influential, but again, what, what are you looking for? You know, figure out, you know, if your client has an outerwear need 
and then you, you and then you, you can present different options ba ba based based on on those needs. And that, so I, again, we have this for regions, and we have this for states. So you you will be able to find all you know all that in in the report. Um, let's go to the the last slide we have here. So um, not only do we identify the the most influential promo products by by those states and regions, but we also then looked at the products and said, where are they most influential, right? Where where do they have the greatest effect? And uh, this, these are just two examples here. One, I think that's that's sort of it to be expected, one that's a little bit of a surprise. Um, performance wear is most influential in the Southwest. And then uh, for, for mass, they're most influential in the mountain region. Now, the performance wear, that makes sense to me. It, you know, hot, hot climate, um, out, out, live, you know, outdoor activity, totally makes sense. The mass was a, was a shock to me because you think about you think about you know, states states in that region that aren't you know that aren't very um, not first of all not very liberal, right? At least in, um, in certain states, and not and don't were not don't seem like havens for for mask wearing. Yet you know, masks were were shown to be the most influential in those states. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, sure. Let's, let's, I mean, quickly, um, touching on the Southwest really fast, right? It, it just, it, it, it's an, you know, it's, it's active, it's often warm. You need some sort of like wicking material oh, if you're yeah. outside, you know, nine months, eight months out of the year. So that kind of makes sense. I think we can all kind of be like, look at that and say, okay, compared to other regions, you know, that, that makes a little bit of sense. No, you're not wearing, you know, you're not, we're not big performance wear people up in the Northeast for six months out of the year. Because we don't want moisture wicked away. Let's be clear. <laughs> we want to be warm. So, looking at the mountain region, I agree. It was a little bit of a little bit of a I guess you could say a disconnect from what I would have anticipated. But then you actually start thinking about it, and you think about what are the what are the states that are in that region, right? Mm -hmm. And keeping in mind that there's going to be some states, and we we do attempt to weight this data by overall population as well, yeah. right? So there's going to be, you know, in, when you look at the mountain region, let's look at the states that are actually there. A lot of those states there may not exactly have the um, largest, I guess you could say, populations. Mm -hmm. right? But the ones that do, such as like Colorado, which has a very, very large population. And to your point about being maybe not the most mask wearing friendly states or liberal states out there, Colorado kind of kind of fits that right. bill in many cases. You know, so that, and then when you look at some of the other states where you have more um, densely populated, like cities, right? Like, look at um, like Idaho and such like that, where you do start to see, you know, some younger populations in there, and some, you know, in, some some tech influences and some. Oh, yeah, there's fast growing city, cities in that region. You've heard, you've heard of um, these new Silicon Valleys that are popping up in these in in, in these um, in in these cities that you you've mentioned. There is uh, a younger skewing movement. That, that's infiltrating the, those states. Inf I like the word infiltrating. It's like we're on, <laughs> and when we're talking about the the new the new the new energy moving into the into into the Yellowstone area. Um, so yeah, it's but it, but that's kind of what it is. So it's not. Listen, when you can we can go look and there's there's other slides that sort of talk about like what are the top five, you know, promotional products in the mountain region, right? And and they're going to be. You know they're going to be those. That's that's one slide to certainly line. This is more what I would consider this is very interesting, right? When you look at overall where do maps state in you know 
it, it's, it's more just like it gives you food for thought. And what I what I really think that this research can do, and what a lot of research can do if you actually take the time to actually think it through, not everything may make sense right, you know, initially. It might might be counter to what you actually believe in um, or what your thoughts would be, but it gives you a, it gives you a chance to kind of reset and think about okay, why would this be? And that's, I think, important to because you kind of reset your mind and realize that just because you feel one certain way doesn't mean that it's always going to be that way. Mm -hmm. No, I think that's a good message. Like, we look, we live in a time of information overload. We have all this data that's available to us. Look, our, our job, ASI, your job, Nate, is to, is to analyze that data and present it to our members in a way that's actionable and make, make sense to them. But I think what's been proven, especially in these last, last couple of years, is that you, you need to think critically, right? Like, so if you're, when you're being presented this information, ask yourself, um, does it make sense? Why is it that way? How can, how can I use it? Um, and, you know, like, and don't, don't take, don't think, don't take things just as, as, as gospel. I, I know, I know we've done our due diligence on, on our end to, to present these facts and, and, and done all the hard work. But you know, I, I encourage our, our our viewers and listeners, you know, take that extra step, think about think about what's going into this data, and then how, how can you use it for your for your best for your best advantage. Yeah, and, and honestly, I, I welcome conversation, right? I, I do. Like I I learned long ago to not to, when I do research to not go in and think about what I think is going to be happening. I, I actually don't. I try not to. I try to just go in and see what the data says. Yeah, and that's the best way that I can kind of present the data in a completely unbiased way um, with, you know, I, I, I look at my findings, I look at where the data leads. And, you know, sometimes it leads in un unexpected areas. Um, and, and, you know, in some of these, in some of this, I would say some of this is expected. Some of it's not. And feel free to, you know, you know, reach out to me directly. Like I'm, I'm, I'm my information is readily available pretty much everywhere. Uh, I'm always happy to, I'm always happy to, um, you know, just just you know, talk about you know difference in perceptions and what are people seeing because that's another form of research as well. So definitely take a lead through this. Think about it critically, um, and then use it. Use it to sell to your clients. Use it to differentiate your business. Um, and you know, God willing, you know, one day we'll get to a point where we don't see mass in the top five anymore. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. And um, so, as a reminder, um, so the ad impression study is releasing tomorrow. It'll be um, available at asicentral.com slash study. Um, and, and, and I didn't say this before, it's free. Um, you, you, you do have to sign up, but the, the study is free and then you're welcome to use the data as you see fit. When In fact, when you get that report, it, the, um, the, all the individual piece information, there'll be downloadable slides that then you can then um, use individually to present to clients or, or spread internally. Um, so it's, it's very, very friendly. Um, that way. And one other thing that I want to mention is that, um, and one of the things I, I like about the ad impression study is that it's not the same thing year after year, is that we, that Nate very uh, consciously switches up the format. So um, definitely look at past year studies. Um, obviously that data is older and certainly there's been changes in the last two years, but some of the, the core fundamental um, findings are, are definitely the the, the same idea. I think you would agree with that. Absolutely. Definitely take a look. Like we don't want to do the same study year after year. It's a, that would turn it into a tracking study. And um, most researchers would agree with me that they hate tracking studies, right? <laughs> Nothing changes. That's the problem with it. Um, so definitely take a look at it. There's different data. 
you know, there's, there's, there's data from, from last year in terms of like number of impressions and, you know, there, there's number of impressions. What's, you know, a lot of detail about uh, male, female, those data are in, in many different countries around the world um, that we've had in the past year. So definitely take a read through it. If you have any questions, reach out to, reach out to us. Yep. And it, so asicentral.com slash research is where you can find all our research that Nate does, all our amazing research. Um, Nate, thank you very much for joining us today. Pleasure, Siege. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for, for watching, listening. Have a great day.